Warning, this show may contain adult language that is not suitable for all audiences. This is the TSN MMA Show with Aaron Bronstetter and Bazooka Joe Valtellini. This is the interview edition of the TSN MMA Show. I'm your host, Aaron Bronstetter, with a slew of interviews to get to this week. Well, it's not really a slew. It's four interviews. Four interviews. You're going to have to settle for just four this week. But, you know, we always try to keep you covered and help get you ready for the week's upcoming events. And this week is no different. We've got interviews with the two headliners, Thiago Santos and Johnny Walker. Now, if you're not excited for this fight, you probably are not a fan of mixed martial arts. This has fireworks written all over it. Two of the most exciting fighters to watch in the light heavyweight division and possibly in the sport. And we've got two other fighters who are on the card. Canadian Misha Surkinov makes his middleweight debut against Christoph Jotko. Looking forward to seeing how he does in the middleweight division. And in a return to the lightweight division, Jared Gordon takes on Joe Selecki. Always love speaking with Jared. Uh, one of the guys with uh, such an interesting backstory in this sport and uh, such a, a great story of, of really turning his life around. So I had watched uh, a lot of interviews with him to prepare for this, uh, this particular interview, watched a lot of his stories. And there's one thing that I'd never heard him talk about, and I asked him about it. There's, that's, that's what we call a tease in this business, folks. Anyhow, enjoy these interviews. Let's start off with Thiago Santos, followed by Johnny Walker, Misha Surkinov, and Jared Gordon. Thanks for tuning in. Here is Maheta, Thiago Santos. He's in the main event against Johnny Walker this Saturday night. He is Thiago Maheta Santos, one of the most scary individuals in the cage, but one of the nicest individuals outside of the cage. And first off, I want to say congratulations, Para Bench. I saw that you, ha- you are having a daughter with, your, uh, with, with uh, Yana. That, that's just awesome news, and I'm happy for both of you. Thank you so much. So are you excited about having a daughter in particular? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so excited. It's, uh, uh, it is what we, we wanted. You know, so yeah, we 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 are so happy. Well, I'm happy uh, to hear that, and I'm sure another thing you want is to get a win against Johnny Walker this Saturday. Uh, Johnny's an interesting guy to train for because he's very unpredictable. Does that make it more difficult uh, when you look at uh, you know old fights of his to get prepared for him? Yeah, he uh, uh, he uh, unpredictable. Yeah, absolutely. He do a lot of uh, different. Uh, movement so yeah I'm, I'm prepared for him you know I just need to stay always uh, careful stay sharp stay ready because he can surprise me anytime so and uh, I'm, I'm waiting for that I spoke to him earlier he was very complimentary of you and said that he thought your best performance was against John Jones and had you not gotten injured in that fight he thought you would have become the champion I'm sure you agree with that, but uh, it must be nice to hear your opponent hold you in such high regard. Sorry? He had mentioned to me that uh, he thought your best performance was against John Jones, and if you hadn't gotten injured, he thought you would have become the champion. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, it's hard to say that, you know. uh, We never know what uh, would happen if it didn't happen injury, so... Uh, sure, it's uh, uh, I could do better. I could do uh, uh, kicks and uh, move better. But uh, yeah, it's uh, 
I, I can't say ah, if uh, I didn't have injury, I would win that fight. So, no, I can't say that. We never know. What about in your last fight against Alexander Rakic? What do you think you could have done better in that particular fight uh, that could have gotten you the win there? Yeah, I, I think every fight I, I feel better, feel more confident, you know, after injury. So I had two fights after injury. So every single fight make me better, you know. Against Glover, I didn't kick, you know. Against Hakik, I kick more, I move better. So I think this next fight against John Walker, I will be uh, much better, absolutely. Do you like that it's not that far from your last fight, that, you, that you're going to, uh, you know, you're not injured, you're healthy, and you're going into this one, you know, with a fairly little time in between? Yeah, but it, it's not, uh, it wasn't uh, my fault, you know. Uh, it's UFC, change dates, you know, it's supposed to be... Uh, earlier but uh, something happened I don't know if it was John Walker or just UFC decided to, to change date but uh, anyway I, I just have more time to prepare and uh, I'm ready where do you think a win this weekend will leave you in the division uh, right now we have a title fight uh, at the end of October coming up uh, Yuri Prokhashka seems to want to wait for the next title shot what would you like to see if you get a win this weekend? Yeah, we will see, you know. I just need to win my next fight. I just do the best performance. And uh, after we will see, you know, everything can happen, you know. Something people can injure, you know. Uh, this time is crazy. So I just want to do a good job next Saturday and win and uh, putting my the best the best one that I can so and after we will see have you been enjoying Florida and are you hoping to live there uh, after your career uh, yeah now I'm start living there uh, one year we are there I, I like Florida so much it's uh, look like Rio de Janeiro my hometown so I like so much. Uh, we are happy to live there. How do you think that the title fight goes in October? You've got uh, the champion, Jan Vlahovic, taking on uh, your fellow countryman, Glover Teixeira. Yeah, I think I, I, I pick a small advantage to, to Jan. You know, like uh, six, 60% for Jan, 40% for Glover. I think that's basically what the odds say at this point in time. So I think you you, you hit the nail on the head with that one. But it's a, that's going to be a fun fight. And I mean, it must be inspirational if you see Glover at 42 years old become the champion. That must be for all the, all the fighters, not only from Brazil, but anywhere to see a fighter uh, become a champion at such a late stage in their career. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I support him, you know. He deserved he. He proven everything, you know. He won a lot of fights until a title shot, so he deserved. He I think that the last shot to, to the title I think would be good if he 
if he win and uh, yeah he I saw uh, his interview uh, he said after uh, belt probably he gonna retire it and uh, yeah I would I would be happy for him if he win the title shot. Well, that would also mean the belt's up for grabs. So that would be good, good news for you and the other challenger of the, of the division if he, if he wins and then decides to retire and vacate the title. Yeah, so I, I, I will do my job, you know. Let's see what's going to happen if he win or, or yeah, win. You know, I don't care. I just want to, to win my fight, focus on the, on the next fight and uh, go to the title. Who is there when I... When I when I when I go, so doesn't matter. I don't have preference. So. I mentioned uh, your fight with John Jones earlier. Now John got into some trouble uh, in on Friday in Las Vegas, and I was wondering if you had a reaction to that when you heard the news. Uh, yeah, but I feel sorry for him. You know, he's a he's a good athlete. You know, look like good person. Uh, don't like to to judge anyone, you know. No one know about his life or about what happened with him. So I don't I don't like to to judge anyone. So I just feel sorry for him. I hope he fix every scene and come back to fight. That's a very nice sentiment, and uh, you know, hopefully he can turn his life around. That would be uh, what I think a lot of people have wanted for him for for many years. So uh, thanks, Thiago. Appreciate your time. Yourself, Johnny Walker, the main event this Saturday. It's a five round fight. I don't know if it's going to go five rounds. I would highly doubt it, but uh, we're looking forward to it. Thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Please be joined now by Johnny Walker's in the main event against Thiago Santos this Saturday. Do you watch Thiago's fights? Because this is a scary man, and I, I don't know if you like to watch the fights of an opponent beforehand or if you prefer to just go into it knowing how good he is at uh, certain things. Of course, I, I watch all of his fights. I know when he breathes, when he steps, all of these special weapons, how he likes to, to punch, what he reacts when he gets punched. I watch all of his fights. And if he is a scary man, I'm a scary man too because I knock people out as well. And I'm bigger than him, stronger than him, and younger than him, and hungrier than him. Well, there's no denying any of that. I, I, I'm just as scared watching tape of you as I am of Tiago Santos. But uh, I, I've spoken to a lot of fighters that say they don't like to watch tape beforehand. They like to have their coaches watch it because they always picture the, the, the best moments of their opponent uh, happening rather than when their opponent struggles. Do you find that as, as well? Or do you like to watch it because, like you said, you can figure out the tempo a little bit better? I like to watch. I like. I watch myself, and I watch with my coach, and my coach keep me watching. So we just, how to say, we scan everything. So we're ready. I like to watch. It's just, just my job. I have to study my opponent. I have to understand how he work, how he breathe. You know everything about him. So. Yeah, I think that kind of preparation is very important, of course. And uh, you're working with uh, John Kavanaugh. I know that uh, Misha Serkinov has been in your corner before. The, the two of you have fought, but I know you are both friends. But he's on the card with you this weekend. Um, are you going to be in his corner, or is he going to be in yours, or anything along those lines? No, really, because he's busy with his fight, right? And I'm too, so I just want to see him. He's my friend, and all. And we're going to be, we're going to do our own jobs this week. We have a job to do. Well, you're going to see a slimmer version of him. He's moving down to the middleweight division. You think that's a good move for Misha? I think so. He's really strong, and you know, he, if he can go down, he's gonna keep doing, you know, great. He's a really top level guy, and also I, I put Michel Pereira on, on my corner this time. 
members, you know, compatriots. Yeah, there was a video of you and him training together. And I mean, you're two of the most dynamic fighters in the game right now. So that's, uh, that was cool for people to see. Yes, we're going we're gonna to celebrate together after. You need to put more training footage out of you and him together. I think that you can't get enough of that if you're a fan of mixed martial arts. Of course, of course. I did that yesterday. I did a, a little workout with him, a little technique, a little bit wall walking, to keep it up and all. But of course, yeah, we're gonna. We'll, I like to train him. He's really, really fun. Do you think that's one of your advantages over opponents? Is that you're very unpredictable in what you're going to do? And uh, in the light heavyweight division, there aren't a lot of fighters as diverse as you are. Of course, you have to be unpredictable, you know, uh, because. What's, what's happened and what's work on the fight, uh, the punch that you cannot see when it's gone, you know? And this is the way that I fight. What do you think is Tiago's best fight? If you were to look at the ones that you've watched so far, um, like you said, you've watched his fights uh, several times. Is there one that you think is his best performance? I think against Jones was his last best performance. How did you score that fight when you watched it back? Because I, I know some people scored it for Tiago. I know he, he. I think to you beat the champion, you have to really beat the champion because you are the challenger, you know. So I, I'm sure if you don't have the anger in his knee, he gonna be, he he would beat Jones, but he get the anger, so his performance get a little bit uh, in trouble, you know. But I think if he really healthy with his knees, okay against John. If you don't not happen nothing with his knee, he could beat Jones. I know John Jones is your dream fight now. John uh, unfortunately got into some trouble with the law uh, on this past Friday uh, in Las Vegas. Did you have any sort of reaction when you saw that? Uh, I just see my, my dream fight going too far away because if he, do, if he keep doing these things like that, I think we won't be able to fight because it's no good, you know, it's no good for, for the sport, for UFC. Just have to get a good behavior, you know, and control himself. I know sometimes... We are fighting. We are very react quickly, and our head go and hit quick as well. But you have to control yourself. You no, know? have to do brief meditation. Have to pray. Whatever you wanna do, bro. You have to control yourself and and see what you're doing because you are econ. You know, everybody's watching you. You you can do shit. You have to to behave yourself. Most definitely. Now you're in Ireland now. Um, I know your, your fiancé is from there. Is that your main reason for moving there? Or did you just want to um, solidify your camp with uh, Coach Kavanaugh? Yes, one of my main, my main reasons is my fiancé when I moved there. Then, of course, everything's matted up in the perfect way because there is amazing gym, amazing coach. So I find the, the, the best girl, the best team, the best coach in the same place. So I just moved there. Your English is fantastic. Are you still doing Duolingo? I remember a couple of years ago you told me you were working with Duolingo and that's how you were learning most of your English. I tried to do it with Portuguese when I went to Brazil, but it didn't work so well for me. Yeah, you have to commit yourself. No, every day you keep doing your Duolingo. Of course, I've been and it's been working, I've been improving a lot and I want to finish my course soon. I want to start another language as well. You know, my problem was I, I, when I was flying to Brazil, it was, what, eight or nine hour flight, and I thought I'd have that amount of time to use Duolingo, but you need to be connected to the internet. So I lost eight to nine hours of preparation when I went to Brazil. Mm, you should download. You can download the, the offline uh, course if you, if you want. I think you have to pay because the, the Duolingo is free, but I think when you pay the, the, the premium one, you can download the, the, the exercise and you can do it offline. 
You can now, but you couldn't back then. This was probably two, three years ago. But I, I do like that. I want to, I want to learn more languages. I think it's important to be diverse. Do you only speak Portuguese and uh, English, or do you have some other languages in your back pocket? Uh, I know a few words in Thai. I know a couple of words in, in Russia as well. I speak. I understand 100% uh, Spanish, and I speak a little bit Spanish. But I want to improve my my Russian. After English, I think I'm gonna improve my my Russian. Because I want to go to Russia to visit my brother. My brother lives there now. We have a, a little Russia girl just born now. He's 23 years old. He has his daughter now. And he, his wife is Russian. So I have to learn Russia. I'm going to be there a couple of times, you know. So if I say Kagdala to you, what do you say? Kagdala? Kagdala, brother. You've got it. You've got enough. Uh, the, the basics are there. That's, that's all I know as well. But uh, So your brother, what made him decide to move to Russia? My brother, he was with me on my last company train that I make there against uh, Corey Anderson. And then when I left to fight, he stayed and he never left after this company, you know, he's still there until now. So he met a girl there and he, now they have a kid, is that what you were saying? Yeah, he met a girl and have a kid. His daughter has like four months now. And he's 22 years old, he's heavyweight and he's two fights professional on his card already, so on his cartel. So he's doing good. Are we going to get him onto the Dana White Contender Series while you're in Vegas? You can ask Dana to bring him in. Is he ready yet? Of course. Of course. I, I, I would like to him get a little bit more experience, you know, get more fights. When he's ready, uh, I'm going to ask Dana to, to put him on Contender Series. Well, if he's as fun to watch as you are, it's a slam dunk. Let's get him in. I like that. How, how tall is he? How big is he compared to you? Is that, uh, one, two centimeters bigger than me. Okay, so that's that's not that. Oh, you're, but you're like 6'6", six, six, aren't you? So he's 6'8"? I'm six five and a half. Yeah, so he's like six foot seven. I think six 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 seven. Oh, so he's a big guy. I mean, you're you're pretty big for the light heavyweight division. Usually they cut off around six three six four, but uh, you're among the taller guys in the division. So is he is he a bigger guy? Like, what does he walk around at? I think I'm the biggest on the division. Yeah, in terms of height, I think for sure you are. Um, in in terms of your brother, what what does he walk around at? Is he a really big heavyweight, or is he kind of like a two thirty two forty? He is. He's heavyweight. He's Probably now 113 kilos, so this is 250. Wow, so he's a, he's a, he's a pretty big guy. Um, while you're in Vegas, are you going to go to the Contender Series? I know there's an event uh, tonight. No, really, I'm focused on my fights, you know, cutting my weight, drink my water, doing my diet. I have some little training to do, a little sweat, so just focus on 100% of my fight. Now, this division, it's starting to move a little bit. Uh, I think Giri Prokhajka is going to uh, Abu Dhabi to be a backup for the heavyweight title match. If that doesn't come into fruition, I, I don't know if he's going to take another fight. I know Anthony Smith wants to face uh, Alexander Rakic. So where does that leave you? If, when you win this weekend, what are you looking to do next? Uh, I hope I can fight Giri Prokhajka as well. Well, that would be a, an awesome fight to watch. I think the fans, there's not going to be a single fan that doesn't want to watch that. It's going to be so much fun. He's a really good guy and he's crazy style as well. So it's going to be crazy firework. And I've heard you say in other interviews, you think Glover is going to be able to beat uh, Jan Blachowicz, uh in, in Abu Dhabi. How inspiring would that be for you? I mean, you're 29 years old. Glover is, what, 42, 43. If he were to win the championship, uh, th that must be inspirational for a lot of different fighters if he can get that done. Of course. He's 42. He's, I know he's really tough and he's really good jiu-jitsu. I'm sure if he take uh, Blakovich down, he's going to choke him. So I hope he, he, he beat Blakovich and became a new champion. All right, Johnny. Well, it's a pleasure speaking with you. It's your first main event this Saturday yourself. This is, this is your first main event, or was the Span fight a main event? This is your first no, main event. 
last two are my fans. The first but not the last. The first but not the last. Well, I agree with that. So first but not the last. It's a fun fight. Fun written all over it. Yourself, uh, Maheta, Tiago Santos. Uh, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Please be joined now by Jared Flash Gordon, who makes his return to the lightweight division against Joe Selecki this weekend. You're looking to stay at 155, or are you hoping at some point in time you'll be uh, able to move down to 45? I know you missed weight last time, but that is the division where you've had a lot of success. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've had uh, – I made some mistakes, so they're – you know, they asked me to go back up to 55. and So for the foreseeable future, I'll be at 55. Well, you had a bit of a size advantage at 45. I feel like you have a really good speed advantage at 55. It seems like you were pretty fast for the featherweight division, and now you're able to bring that speed to 55. Is that something that you're looking to use in terms of how you game plan for bigger opponents now? I mean, you definitely have to fight, you know, different people differently. So taller, longer guys, I definitely have to do, you know, use different strategies and um, ways to close the distance. You know, I just got to be smarter, too, instead of just coming forward without a, a game plan and, you know, something happening. I just got to take my time, be patient, look for my openings, and, and execute. What do you think of Joe? Are you a solid grappler like yourself. Uh, where do you see yourself having an advantage against him? I believe I'm more well-rounded. Uh, I think in the stand-up, I'll have a bit of an advantage for sure. Um, but he's a solid guy. You know, he's he's, he's really good grappler like you said and he's uh he's definitely not a pushover um it does seem like when the going is when he's doing well you know he 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 does you know when the going when excuse me when uh he's doing well the momentum is with him you know he he takes control of the fight um in the fights that i've seen that he's lost it looks like you know he was facing a little adversity and you know, he uh, he kind of broke a little bit. So I got to push the pace, make it dirty, make it like a real fight, and, you know, bring the fight to him, not let him bring the fight to me. Now, you, you've been very vocal about uh, what you've gone through in your life, um, you know, with your, your struggles with drug addiction. But when it comes to fighting, are you able to channel that into your approach to the fight? You know, a lot of people are afraid of fighting. They're, they're worried about their opponents. But you've... Uh, been to hell and back, and you've done things that are a lot scarier than uh, than a UFC fight in your life and been through it. So does that help you in your approach at all? You know, like, I have to remind myself that I went through things like that because I'm still normal. I still get anxiety, you know? Just because I've done some crazy things in my life doesn't mean when I walk into a cage, I, I don't have some nerves. Uh, when I was younger, it was my nerves were a lot. I didn't have as, as much nerves, but... And then there was a point where I was like super nervous. Now I'm kind of bringing it back in and, you know, like I just give it to God and um, I know I'm trained well. I know I'm in great shape. And normally when I come prepared, I win. So that's all I have to do is go out there and perform and not like be so obsessed with the result. Oh, I got to win. I got to win. I don't have to win anything. I want to win. But, you know, UFC is not the end of my life, obviously. So I'm just trying not to put all my value and happiness and, and worth into fighting. And I perform better when I do that. When I just go out there and say, hell, let me go 
give this my best shot and do what I've been training to do. And normally I win. So, uh, yeah, I still get nerves. Sometimes they're worse than others. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not as scary as some of the things I've, I've encountered before. That's interesting. Do you, so do you feel like a lot of other fighters could benefit from having that kind of a mindset to value themselves, uh, as people rather than just as fighters that compete? Yeah, definitely. I mean, sometimes like I hear people say like, I have to win, I have to win. And I've said, and I've told myself that before, you know, it's like, no, 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 you don't have to win this. Like, this isn't the end of your life. This is not what's going to make you a man or a good person or a bad person. So you just want to win it. And you're going to do whatever you can to be prepared and be confident. And, and that's it. Like something like fighting could be taken away so easily. Why put everything into that basket? And, and then if, you know, it doesn't come out good, you're devastated. So yeah, I think people could benefit from it. Um, for sure. I mean, you know, it's just, this is something that I get to do. It's not something that I, that I have to do. That's a, a great approach. Uh, I mean, it's hard enough to get to the UFC as is. So to put that kind of pressure on yourself while you're in the UFC <laughs> probably isn't going to help you. You've already kind of made it to yeah. the biggest show uh, available, right? So uh, to put that kind of added pressure on yourself now when you're already kind of right. in the show is, is probably detrimental. Yeah. It just makes no sense. <laughs> what the fuck? Sorry, my cord's being ridiculous in the corner. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It's just, um, it just makes... It makes no sense whatsoever because it's just too much pressure. There's so much other stuff in my life going on that why add this pressure? I want to go out there, have fun, and make, make money and get as far as I can, you know? Go as far as I can, work as hard as I can, see where where I end up. Um, but, like, if I don't become the UFC champion, it's not going to make me a better or a worse man, so... I was talking to you before this interview about how I, I did kind of a deep dive on you. I watched uh, you, you tell your story to uh, Phil Daru, who's a, a strength and conditioning coach. Um, but there was one part of your story that I, I don't know about that I'm curious about. So before um, you entered, um, you know, ha having a, a terrible uh, bout with addiction and, and, um, and drug abuse, you were in a relationship with Christina, who is your fiance, I believe now. And uh, there was some time where you guys were apart. How did you guys end up getting back to together? Yeah. That's the part of the story I don't know about. Um, well, you know, she broke up with me because of my addiction. And then while we separated from each other, we both found our path to God. We have the same God. So, uh, you know, I got my act together. I got great um, and I started to help people and you know she was on her own path and then we just reconnected um, we hung out a couple times and we weren't really feeling each other and then it kind of just you know we got the same feelings back that we had when we were younger and we started dating we were official <laughs> and then a couple months later I uh proposed to her because it was like, you know, I've known Christina since first grade. And we started dating when we were 19. We dated till we were whatever, 24, whatever it was, broke up, got back together when we were 28 or 29. Now we're engaged, getting married 
at the end of October. So we just, uh, we think it was God, you know, that brought us back together. We always our destiny together. And, and I, I could say probably she's definitely like my soulmate, you know, we were meant for each other for sure. That's a great story. Yeah. Like I, I knew that you guys had been together and you knew each other from childhood. So it's just kind of interesting how the stars yeah. kind of aligned there and how you were able to, to reconnect that. I just thought that was a very cool part of your story that I haven't, I hadn't heard about uh, anywhere. It, and spirit too, because when we were younger, like, so in 2000, her dad died, her father died in a plane crash. And then the following year, my father's business burnt down killed some firemen in New York, in the city. Uh, we moved to Queens. We were living in Long Island at the time. She moved to Florida to get away from New York with her family after her father passed. And then like a couple months later, or a year later, me and my family moved to Queens. So we didn't see each other for, I was I was 12, it was right before 9-11, well, 11, I guess I was. So we didn't see each other till like for eight or nine years later. And that's when we started dating and we broke up and we got, and we separated again. So it's like, we're always coming back to each other. Like it's just been like a common theme in our lives. Like no matter what happens between us, we end up back together. So, and I, I've done some dirt in between those times where she's broken up with me. <laughs> and we always uh, end up getting back together. That's a great part of your story that I, I, I wish you'd tell more. I think that's uh, it's really kind of cool how yeah. you guys just continue to stay connected from such a young age, uh, despite all the separation in between. I just think it's really, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is. And one final thing I want to ask you about, um, you've been around uh, so many different kinds of, of addicts during your time um, when, when you were uh, relapsing and, and, of course, getting to where you are now. You've been sober for, I believe, it's almost six, seven years. Um, there was an incident uh, this past weekend with John Jones, and uh, you know a lot of people keep saying this guy needs to get help. This guy needs to get help. It's been many years where people say he needs something in his life that's going to keep him out of these sort of situations. Um, I know that you're you're not a moral authority on anything, and we're, we're not here to judge anybody. But if, if you could give advice to somebody like John or somebody who's in his position where this keeps kind of coming back into his life, what what kind of advice would you give? I mean, for me. I had to completely forget about everything else. I had to forget about fighting. I had to forget about Christina. I had to forget about money or whatever I needed to do to get by. I just needed to, for me, it was finding God. And that's what in certain programs they suggest to find God. Apparently John believes in, in God. You know, he's constantly quoting Bible, Bible scriptures and has, Bible scripture on his chest. Um, and you know, you gotta, you gotta work a, a certain program and you have to change certain principles and, and live certain principles in every area of your life. So you can't just stop drinking or drugging, but still live like a dirtbag. Like I could be sober, but I could still be robbing banks and, and doing crazy stuff, you know? So you have to change every area of life. You need to have like a psychic, physical, mental, um, like awakening in every area of your life where you live 
certain principles in every part. So, because otherwise you just go back to to doing what you were doing, no, ma- no matter what. Like, like if I just stopped doing drugs, but I just decided, oh, I'm just gonna gamble now, and that becomes my new addiction. I'll probably end up killing myself or, or hurting others or hurting myself. So, he needs to want it himself, number one, and he's got to set certain uh, boundaries in his life. And he needs professional help. He needs to go to people that have been there and done this, uh, because he's not a lost cause. I'm a chron- I was a chronic relapser, chronic. You know, I was I got arrested eight times, I was facing 25 to life, and I got my act together. Um, but I have to live it every day. I only get a daily reprieve from my addiction and alcoholism every day. I have to do something every day to keep myself in check. If I just go six months without putting in any work, then I'll go back to doing what I was doing. And I saw a post that he put up on his story uh, saying that he can't drink alcohol because he's got too much head trauma. He's done with alcohol. He's putting it in the past and that he's got, he has to work harder than ever um, now. And he was doing bench presses. I don't care how many bench presses you do or how heavy you can lift. None of that is going to keep you from drinking or drugging or, or doing, you know, stuff like that. None of it will. You have to change everything. No matter how much I go to the gym or look nice or have jewelry and how much money I have, as we can see, money doesn't make people better. You know, it probably makes them worse, if anything. Um, he needs to find professional help. That post right there told me that he doesn't know how to go about this. And I'm not putting him down. It's just it's like, you have to do more than an Instagram post to prove to people that, that you're getting better. You know, um, he should let his actions speak for himself. You know, an Instagram, the day after he got arrested, he put an Instagram post up. Okay. I believe you, John, that you're going to get better. It's just hard. You have to, if years pass by and, he hasn't been in trouble and he's, he's on the straight and narrow and he's fighting and he's doing well and he's helping people. Then I could, I would say, all right, you got your act together. But so that would be my, my suggestions for him. And they're simple suggestions. You just got to take them and put the work in, you know, it's not, it's not brain science. It's not a rocket science, you know? Well said, Jared, I always love speaking with you. appreciate you. And uh, best of luck this weekend against Joe Selecki in the lightweight division, uh, a return for you. And uh, we look forward to seeing more of your success in the UFC. Thanks, Aaron. I appreciate it. Misha Zirkinov is moving down to the middleweight division. You know, you mentioned to me a while back, Misha, that you always had this in your back pocket. And here we are. Why now? Uh, you know, I did 10 fights with UFC, and I'm 6-4. and four, And, you know, I thought that it's time for the new chapter. You know, like fighting on a higher level, fighting guys that are you know, cutting from 240 and whatnot. Even some guys are bigger and then tall, lanky, long reach. Um, I want to use that for my advantage as well. I feel like at 185, I'm that. I'm going to be that guy, uh, taller, lankier, you know, and just uh, better reach. And I want to use all the attributes, not just technique and power. But now I'm going to have the also size and the reach advantage and uh, fighting, you know, on the highest level, you got to use all advantages, and I'm going to do exactly like what everyone else is doing. 
Well, there's only one issue with this, Misha, is that you are the only Canadian that's ranked right now. You're ranked in the light heavyweight division. So as soon as you enter the octagon on Saturday, they're going to take you out of the light heavyweight division rankings. We're going to have no ranked Canadians. So this is a big risk, Misha. We're, we're losing our ranked Canadian. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, uh, I think uh, for the long term, it's going to be, I think it's going to be better. You know, I, uh, I've been as high as number eight and uh, I did 10 fights and then I'm planning to beat the record at 185. Well, I hope that is the case. Um, the 185-pound division is uh, very stacked. Now, one thing you always had kind of going against you at light heavyweight was your size. You, you know, you, you were able to do um, the most with what you had because you were able to be a lot faster than a lot of the fighters at 205. So you'll probably give that up, but now you're going to have a big size advantage. Um, from being in camp and uh, working with a lot of the different uh, middleweights, do you feel that when you're in there with them? I did weights, and I always, uh, you know, have like the power advantage. Uh, however, now I also have uh, really good speed, and uh, my my endurance is in a different level. And uh, I'm still bringing that power and uh, the technique, the skill set. So I feel like you know, it's a it's a good move. It's kind of like you know, a, a car. You take all the seats out, AC and the radio. It's going to be lighter. It's going to be better in cornering. It's going to be better stopping. It's going to be better acceleration. And that's exactly how I feel now. I feel like I'm a overall better athlete and better fighter at uh, 185. Have you done a, a test weight cut of any sort? Uh, no, I, I never did a test cut, but I kind of plan everything accordingly. I had a pretty good uh, amount of time to prepare for this. And uh, yeah, I, but I, I didn't do a test cut just to know if I'm going to make it or not. I put it in my head that I will make it. And uh that's where I'm going at. I will like I will make it no problem. So it is a, a twenty pound difference, which is substantial. Now, if you were fighting at light heavyweight on this Wednesday, what would you weigh fighting at light heavyweight versus what you weigh today fighting at middleweight? You know, when I fought at two hundred five, I didn't really cut much weight. Like I, I would walk around like before training, I would be two twenty. After training, I would be kind of like two fifteen. So my walk around weight would be kind of somewhere in between there, and. Um, yeah, so now I'm actually doing the proper cut, like, you know, like uh, the world-class athlete. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, I just think this is going to go into my advantage. And uh, it's good to be in the taller guy with a better reach. You know, in fighting, it's a huge advantage. And uh, I want to use that advantage as well. Well, they're not doing you any favors with Christoph Jotko. This is a guy that is notoriously difficult to finish. Um, do you see this fight going all three rounds? Because I personally think that that's how it plays out. You know, yeah, Joke is very tough, and uh, I see how it can go all three. Um, however, however, the, the, the first opportunity I get to uh, get to finish, uh, you know, I, I will take that, and uh, we'll see if he can uh, stop it. So, I don't know. You never know. I mean, I, I'm, ready, I'm ready for all three, but uh, if I get a chance to stop it sooner, I will. Well, I guess the big question is whether or not he's going to be able to... Yeah, I mean, you're going to be able to find that opportunity. Because this is a guy who's just extremely well-rounded. I don't think that he's phenomenal in any particular area. But he's just a guy that's going to be in there with you for 15 minutes. And you almost have to train specifically for a 15-minute fight. Is that how you're approaching it with him? Uh, yeah, I've been, you know, I've been doing 10-minute uh, rounds. I've been doing 5-minute rounds. I've been uh, training with, uh, 
you know, bigger, stronger guys. I've been training with uh, smaller, fast guys. I've been training with like kind of with everyone. And uh, a lot of my training, I've been doing like longer rounds. So for me, three fives is going to be not, not a problem at all. And uh, we'll, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I'm, I'm very curious myself. Are there any other people you look at in the middleweight division that you, you kind of have your eye on that you think would be a fun fight? You know, yeah, after this one, just because I've never made 185 before, I just want to see how, it, uh, how this one goes. Uh, but after that, depending on, on this outcome, yeah, definitely there's like a couple of guys I would love to fight. Any names you want to throw at me? Uh, not yet. I just want to see how this goes and then uh, definitely probably call them out in the cage. Okay, well, I mean, if you, if you don't call them out in the cage, you can just text me. Just text me the names of everybody in the middleweight division you'd like to face. I'll, I'll get the message out for you. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Right after the fight, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll let you know. In the locker room, like but before you call Brittany, before you, you know, before you do anything, just send me a text with uh, the names that you have in mind and we can get that information out there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that's not going to happen, but, you know, you got to shoot your shot. Uh, with, uh, with middleweight, though, do you have any extra nerves going into this week, knowing that you're going to have a more difficult weight cut than you've ever faced really in the past? You know, actually, it's the opposite. Like, I uh, I have, like, less nerves. Cause maybe because, like, I'm more prepared or more conditioned or I don't know. But I have a lot less nerves going into 185 than 205. You know, 205 guys are very strong and very explosive. Uh, they can hit you sometimes from the angles where you think they can't hit you. Where this, I feel like I'm, I'm more in control. And... Um, yeah, like I just I don't know. I, I feel I feel really good uh, mentally and physically going to this fight. Well, in terms of preparation, and not, I'm not talking just in cage preparation. You've always been somebody who I admire because you're always uh, a step ahead of everybody. You're always looking at different things that are going to help give you an advantage and a mental edge going into a fight. So I imagine that this weight cut's going to be pretty surgical for you, and you'll probably be surprised at how easy it is for you once all is said and done. Uh, just just again from me knowing how prepared you are for everything. Yeah, you know, I took I take it very serious, and I knew it's gonna be a hard cut, so I kind of I I don't do any anything dramatic. I don't like do anything like in, like crazy right away. I just take time and I do it proper, clean diet, a lot more cardio, you know, do everything clean, and uh, yeah, I just weight been coming off pretty good, and uh, as the weight been coming down, my cardio been getting better, and I've been getting a lot faster too, so. Uh, you know, I'm going to have the speed as well because I'm an athlete. It's not it's not like I'm going to be slow there. So I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. You know, I just want to make the way so I can actually eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I do know you're going to be fast in there. You've always been one of the faster light heavyweights. It's just your opponents are going to be a lot faster too. Not faster than you necessarily, but they're going to be faster than what you're used to. That is true. That is true. However, uh, we'll see if uh, they're going to be as strong. You know, I fought two or five. I, I thought some... I fought some big dudes that are very strong, so we'll see how uh, it is at 185 after they, uh, you know, they make the weight, I make the weight, and I think I'm going to be bigger in the cage, and uh, we'll see how they deal with uh, power as well. Well, speaking of power, uh, one guy you did face in the light heavyweight division is Johnny Walker. He's in the main event against Thiago Santos, and last time he fought, you were in his corner. I'm guessing that's not going to be the case this time around because you guys are on the same card, but have you connected with Johnny since he's been in Las Vegas? Yeah, yeah, uh, I've seen him uh, yesterday. We, we're probably going to be cutting last couple pounds together. 
but uh yeah we had some good chats and uh, he's uh i feel like me and him were in the same kind of like uh same position mentally like he feels really good before this fight he's been doing everything like right and clean and that's exactly like where i'm at now too and uh yeah he's been telling me a lot of things that are kind of like exactly what i've been doing and he's been telling me how he feels that's exactly how i feel now too so i think we're like on a on the same page and uh, I'm very excited to see him fight as well. From talking to Johnny, it seems like the big difference with him is he now realizes how good he is. Like, it, it seems like he, he kind of had some doubt, I think, earlier in his career. And now I just think he believes he's good enough to be the champion. And he, like, truly believes that at this point in time. Yeah. And, you know, because uh, he he's, like, a great athlete and he has great qualities. And now that uh, the mental game is there and he knows what he can do, sometimes he doesn't have to rush things and he can you know set set guys up and do it more uh more uh, intelligently and uh yeah i mean he, he is right you know and he's uh being a great athlete always helps because uh, that athletic abilities can uh, help you back things up you know and make make things work out in your favor so when you stand next to johnny does part of you ever say how was i in the same weight class as this guy he's just a huge guy yeah that's why i kind of like I, you know, I made the decision to go to 185 because, uh, you know, the reach and the height in fighting is extremely important. You know, having the longer reach is, uh, is so important. You don't have to move on your feet as much, you know, you, yeah. And when I see him now, like he, the guy's huge, you know, they come, they cut a lot of weight and, uh, that's exactly the advantages I want to have too. So. That's what I'm planning to do at 185. I want to have like all the advantages, uh, athletic advantages as well. One last thing I want to ask you about, and we kind of talked about this before we uh, we started this interview. I know your wife Brittany. Uh, she battled uh, breast cancer and was very close with Susie, who unfortunately passed away. Uh, she was the makeup artist for the UFC. Um, how's Brittany doing? I know that both of you guys were very close with her, and uh, again, just a very sad thing to see because of just the uh, the incredible energy that Susie had about her. Yeah, no, it's just very unfortunate, you know, because uh, me and my wife, we've been really good friends with Suze. Like, we've been spending a lot of uh, quality time together, and uh, my wife was going through what Suze was going through, and uh, it's just very unfortunate because we've been actually in touch with her a lot. She was our first uh, real friend, actually first friend uh, since we moved to Vegas. Uh, my wife been going to her house a lot. Suze came to our place for, like, Christmases and stuff, and... It's just, it's very unfortunate to, uh, now we're not going to see her ever again, and it just sucks, you know, it's very, uh, it's, uh, man, it's just, it's the worst, it's the worst news you can possibly hear, and it's so unfortunate. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I only met Susie really a handful of times, and she had a real impact on me from the times I had, I had met her. She was just very, she was A, great at what she did, but B, and I said this to you again beforehand, like when you're sitting in her makeup chair, it felt like you were the only person in the world at that moment to her. Like that she, she gave you everything she had at that time. And I, I, I imagine that as a friend, not just in that environment that I got to meet her in, she, she probably uh, was even more like that uh, on a personal level. Yeah, no, 100 percent. On a personal level, she is even more like that. That's why like every time, like, for example, I, like we would go to her house or my wife would go to her house, she would try to do things for her, you know. And uh, a lot of times, um, because we, we, we acknowledge those things, that she just does so much for everyone. So we kind of try to return the favor and um, just, you know, 
just unfortunate she, she's no longer with us but we try to every time we try to remember Sue's now we try to kind of like celebrate her life and uh we learn a lot from her and we try to smile just as much as she is she, she was smiling and how happy she was and it just sucks you know it just sucks that like, cancer sucks you know it's just, it can happen with it to anyone and unfortunately she uh she she's no longer here well amen to that and uh very well put by by yourself uh this weekend yourself and uh christoph jocko it's your middleweight debut in the ufc uh, looking forward to watching your compete and continue your success in the UFC. Thanks for this, Misha, and look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks, Lyron. Thank you. A big thank you to all of our guests, Thiago Santos, Johnny Walker, Misha Zirkinov, and Jared Gordon. Always love speaking with these fine folks in the lead-up to their fights. And uh, next week, we have a card headlined by Mackenzie Dern and Marina Rodriguez. And looking forward to that card and as well as the interviews that I will be conducting next week, which uh, you can hear right here on the TSN MMA Show Interview Edition. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the TSN MMA Show. For all the latest UFC news, visit tsn.ca slash UFC.